the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson, Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. Saints of God, I know y'all already know this, but our God is a good God. He's good all the time. Everything that our God does is good. Our God is also a God of transformation and manifestation. So, since our God is good all the time, and He does good all the time, and that means that all the transformations and manifestations that he causes to happen are good too, all the time. Saints of God, since that's true, we ought to let God bring whatever transformation and manifestation in our lives that he wants to do. Because whatever that transformation and manifestation might be, we know one thing for certain, that is, it's going to be good. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, please. I love the Lord. Anybody love the Lord? We got something in common. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We're going to look at verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 9 reads, God is faithful. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, he is. That means he's dependable, reliable, trustworthy, and he'll come through for you. But look what that God who is faithful will do so that he can then be able to come through for you like he wants to do. God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now I beseech you, brethren. By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. God brings us into a fellowship together. We call it the church, which is the assembly of churches, the assembly of believers, people who God has called into a fellowship with him and with others, with him and with others. I said with him and with others. Where is God? So that God, who is faithful, can bring to pass things in your life that he wants to bring to pass in your life. Is that awesome? Amen. That's awesome. Because when you're where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to do, you'll get a chance to be able to allow God to do in your life what he want to do so that the manifestation can happen for you that God intends for you. Like there are some, no, no, I'm just, I just want to be real. There are some manifestations that are attached to you being here. That's why God brought you here. So that you can run into what he wanted you to run into, learn what you need to learn so that the manifestation can happen like God wanted to do. God is faithful. 
The God who called you into fellowship with him and his son is faithful. He's dependable. He's reliable. The one that called you into a fellowship with other believers is faithful. He's dependable. He's reliable. He will come through and he will do what he said do, but we have to cooperate. I said we have to cooperate. We have to cooperate. And we got to believe. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We got to cooperate. Somebody say cooperate. cooperate. Say self. I was talking to you when I said that. Amen. First, First Thessalonians chapter 5. Because see, yourself is so used to you talking to everybody else but not living it yourself. See, your, 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 yourself know you. It know you good at telling everybody else how they're supposed to do it. But you're, getting, you're practicing right now on getting it done yourself. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's look at verse 24. It, re, it reads, Faithful is he that called you who also will do it. Faithful is he who called you. Once again, that word called means invited. Invited. Do you know every time God speaks to you a word of what he wants to do, he's inviting you to have a manifestation of what he just said to you. Every time God speaks a word to you about what he says he's going to do, he's inviting you to have a manifestation of what he said to you. He's inviting you to have a manifestation of what he wants to have you. That's one of the reasons why you ain't supposed to be nodding off in church, because you may miss the invitation of what he's inviting you to do. That's one of the reasons why you ought not be prancing your little butt in and out of the church, in and out of the church, just walking around here all aimlessly. You ain't got nothing to do. Sit down and let's hear the word of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because God's trying to invite you someplace, but you keep leaving out. Hallelujah. Walking around socializing and stuff like that. Hallelujah. While I'm on duty. You ain't duty on duty right now. Go sit down someplace. You ain't on duty until after the service is over. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you got to go to the bathroom, get up and go. Praise God. Well, that, sit down. Because God's trying to invite you to something. And pay attention. Because God's trying to invite you to something. I said, pay attention, because God's not going to precursor the invitation. Excuse me, I'm going to invite you to something in five, four, three, two, one. Ping, 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 invitation, invitation. No, it's not going to work like that. He's just going to throw it out there, and it's up to you to be able to hear it and grab it. Hear it and grab hold to it. Hear it and grab hold to it. Hear it and grab hold to it. How would you like to pay cash for that? Hear it and grab hold to it. Hear it and grab hold to it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hear it and grab hold to it. God's inviting you to a manifestation. He's inviting you to a manifestation party that he's going to throw. Because it said in verse 24, I had to make it rhyme. He's going to throw 24. It said, favor is he that called you who also will do it. So the same one that calls you is the one that's going to do it. The same one that calls you is the one going to do it. Same one that's going to call you is the one that's going to do it. All you got to do is believe it. Now, that's a, that's a fight sometimes, especially when he says some of that real big stuff. But remember, I taught you what to do. Don't focus on what he said he's going to do. Focus on who said he's going to do it. And remember that he's faithful. What is he? Mm-hmm. Let me read it out of the 20th century New Testament. It renders it this way. The 20th century New Testament renders this verse this way. It says, he who calls you will not fail you. He will complete his work. He who has failed you, he who called you will not fail you he will complete his work that sounds like you can trust it happening and that also sounds like there may be a reason why it is not there with you yet it's not completed 
Hallelujah. When, when, when am I going to get my husband? When am I going to get my wife? Sec, opposite sex, of course. When am I going to get my husband? When am I going to get my wife? Opposite sex, of course. When he complete the work in both of y'all. I said, when he complete the work in both of y'all. But I'm ready now. No, you ready. But God didn't say you're ready. You know, some folk, if they got the husband or wife that they wanted, they tam them up. Because they ain't ready. They're still selfish. They're still arrogant, egotistical. It's all about them. Even when we be singing songs to Jesus that it's all about you, you still think it's you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so God said, I got to finish the work in you first. Amen. Because trust me, if you put it together sooner than it's supposed to, OMG. It's doable. <laughs> it's going to be a problematic situation. Look at your neighbor and say, let patience have her perfect work so that we can be complete. Want nothing. Mm-hmm. You, want it, you want it to be complete. You want like, just go ahead and put it together now. We'll work on the rest later. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. It's a bad move. That's a bad move. Let's go to the Message Bible. It's going to read that verse 24 out of the Message Bible. It reads like this. It says, the, the who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he will do it. The who called you is completely dependable. I remember the first time I read it, I had to keep reading that. The who called you? The who called you? Because it, it, it follows a verse that says, who called you? And then it comes back and says, the who called you? I ain't telling you he's right. I'm just telling, trying to help you understand. <laughs> the, the, the who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he'll do it. Two parts you want to focus on is that, is, I said it's the hood Bible. The, 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 the two parts you want to focus on is that you can trust him. Because he's completely dependable. If he said it, he'll do it. Which, once again, sounds like you can trust God to manifest what he said he'll do. God is faithful. Turn to Lamentations chapter 3. Tell you, one, show you, he, 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 he gets to explaining to you one of the reasons why he's so faithful. Now, this isn't the reason per se. But this is what he says to me and you because he's going to talk to us in our vernacular. He's going to talk to us in a way that we can understand. Because we people that go to sleep and then wake back up in the morning. And so since we're people that go to sleep and wake back up in the morning, he said, I'm going to work with you the way you understand things. Lamentations chapter 3. Verse 22. It says, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his mercies fail not. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. O Lord, great is thy faithfulness. That's why it says in the Revised Standard Version, the actual song came from the Revised Standard Version. It says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His 
His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. That's the way it reads in the Revised Standard Version. Praise God. I remember when they were singing it, and I was, I was new to the church, praise God. I remember when they were singing it, and I was like, women, women. I read that, and then I went back. Holy Ghost, show me where that was. And I looked at Lamentations, and I looked at that. I said, look at that. God, oh, God. That's exciting, praise God. It's kind of like exciting, you know. Like, wow, it's right there. We singing a song that is the word. Wow. They are new every morning. God wants you to know that he's faithful, God. Why? Because his faithfulness is great. It's, it, it's like it's new every morning. It's like it's new every morning. It's not new every morning. It just never runs out. But he said, you can't figure that out. You, can, you, you, you can't work in infinite. So what I'm going to do is say new every morning. Every morning is new. Great is thy faithfulness. That word great right there also translates very much. Very much is his faithfulness. God is very much faithful. God is very much faithful. In fact, so you can very much rest assured that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Because if he's very much faithful, then you can very much rest assured. If he was kind of faithful, then you can kind of rest assured. If he wasn't hardly faithful, then you can't hardly rest assured. But if he's very much faithful, then you can very much rest assured. Whereas you can just max and relax knowing that everything is going to be fine. That God's got it. Did he say it? Once we know he says it, we can go ahead and relax right then. We can go ahead and relax right then. Remember when your mom and daddy used to tell you that you're going someplace? From, you, from that point forward, it was already a sealed deal in your mind. We going. We going. You walk around telling everybody about it? We going. Mm-hmm. Inviting other people sometime too. I can get you in. And then you go tell my mom, mom, they never been. Can they go, please? Can they go? This my friend this week. <laughs> Turn to Psalms number 89. That's all you know. Half the church is immature because they still got friends this week. Psalms number 89. And then two weeks later, they through. I'm through with you. I don't have nothing to do with you no more. You're not my friend anymore. Why? Because you was friend with that one too. And you can't be my friend and they friend because I'm on the outs with them. And if that was happening in the church, couldn't nobody be friends with nobody? Anyway, we're in Psalms number 89. That's why I thank God for a mature church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to shout on that one. Glory to God. I thank God for a mature church. Oh, Jesus. Psalms number 89. Stands at number 33. It says, nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him nor suffer my faithfulness to fail, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail, nor will I suffer my faithfulness to fail. That word suffer is talking about allow. I will not allow my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is going out of my lips. Notice he said, I will not alter the things that go out of my lips. God's just going to try to like trim it down, hedge it down till it's doable. God said, when I said it, it was doable. And I'm not going to alter it in no kind of a way. Once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. 
He said, once have I sworn unto, do, unto David that I will not lie unto David. I swore by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. I told him I'm going to come through. I'm going to come through. I told him what I'm going to do. I'm going to do. And he's saying the same thing to me and you because we the seed of David. He's going to do that to me and you too. He said, go back up. Praise God. Just 33. Nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. That word fail right there means to cheat or to be untrue. To cheat. That is to be untrue. God said, I will not let my faithfulness be untrue. It always will be true that I will do what I said I would do. It also translates to deal falsely or to lie. To deal falsely or to lie. To deal falsely or to lie. God said, I'm not going to let my faithfulness deal falsely. I'm not going to let my faithfulness lie as though it says it's going to come through and then don't come through. I'm not going to do that. Another way of saying it is, I will not I will never not do what I said I'd do because then I would be seeming like my faithfulness is not true. Then it will seem like my faithfulness is not true. That's why God said, I got to do what I said I'm going to do. I gave my word because if I ever don't do it, then I'll be seen as someone that does not do what they do. And that's not who I am. And I can't allow that to even be thought of by anybody. That's why I must come through. I must come through. I like that. Let me read it out of the Weymouth Bible. Weymouth New Testament might help you. It says, but I will not completely take my loving kindness from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail. I will not break my covenant, nor alter what my lips have uttered. Once have I sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. Once I've said this, once I've sworn this, once I've said it, once I uttered it, once it left my lips, it's done. It's done. It's done. Well, that was one of the reasons why I used to say, answer all the time, we'll see. Ask me why. Because that left me room to be undependable. Because I said, I never said I was going to do that. Did y'all do that too? That's why y'all getting quiet. You can't hold that against me. I never said that. That's what you thinking? That's what I said. I didn't say that. I said, we'll see. Now we seeing. No. And I could feel as though I was true to my word. God said, that'll never happen with me. Once it left my lips, it became guaranteed from that point forward. God knows what he promised us. And he always remembers what he promised us. In fact, God's always mindful about what he promised us. Turn to Psalms number 111. We're just about through. Psalms number 111. Quickly, quickly. Psalms number 111. We're just about through. Stanza number five. It reads, He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. God is always mindful of what he promised me and you. You might have forgot. He ain't forgot. Because he's always mindful of what he promised you. The word mindful right there means to mark so as to be recognized. That is to remember. To mark so as to recognize. That is to remember. Some of us remember when we used to mark something on a calendar. 
special occasion, somebody's birthday, somebody's anniversary day, whatever. We'd mark it on the calendar, praise God. So that whenever we go past the calendar, we remember it. Whenever we go past the calendar, we remember it. That's how God is. God marked it right in the middle of his face, right in the middle of his head. He put, he's mindful. He marked it in his mind. It's always there. It's always there. It's always there. You think he forgot. God said, I ain't forgot. It's always there. I'm still working on it. Praise God. Right now I'm working on you, getting you in faith to, to, to believe what I said I would do. And then I'm going to manifest that thing for you. You're going to pay cash for it. You're going to be able to handle that. You're going to be able to do that. You're going to be able to donate a whole gymnasium to the place. You're going to be able to do that. I just got to get you in faith. I got to get you in faith. I got to get you to believe that this thing is true. I got you to believe that because I've already got the angels sitting waiting to be able to bring it to you. I've already got everything lined up. I've already got it already set up, already committed to it in my own mind because that's why I said it because I committed to it. God has marked this in his mind. The problem is that God is that we be forgetting his promises. God never forgets his promises. God doesn't ever forget what he promised me and you. Turn to Psalms 105, please. Psalms number 105, please. Quickly, quickly. Stands number eight. It says, he hath remembered his covenant till next week. He hath remembered his covenant forever. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations. God said, I remember what I said to a thousand generations. Remember when he came through with the children of children of Israel, the children of Israel? Praise God. Remember when he came through that? He even told them why I came through it. Because I made a covenant with your daddies that I still ain't forgot. And I will come through for it. Even though your daddies is dead and gone, I'm going to come through for what I promised them for you. I'm going to come through for what I promised them for you. Look at your neighbor saying, how many, how, many, how many saved folk you got in your lineage? Ask them, how many saved folk you got in your lineage? Because God might come through for you by giving you what he promised them. Did you hear that? God will come through for you over promises he made to them. Because they believed he would do it. And then they'll turn around and do it for you. Now the question is, is we'll re-remember it too. That's why you need to learn to be mindful of what he promised you. Have the audacity to write down what God said he would do for you. Have the audacity to be able to put in writing in such a way as you can look at it and see it, what he promised you. A lot of y'all scared to do that because you think you're going to be disappointed. God said, I don't disappoint. My word does not come back void. It does not come back emptily. It does not come back not doing what I said I'm going to do. If you didn't get it, it was because of you. Never because of him. Look at your neighbor and say, it ain't going to be because of me, because I'm going to believe. We'll stop right there for the day. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Saints of God, what the Bible says about our God and what He wants to do for me and you is true. He really is the God of transformation and manifestation who wants to do transformations and manifestations in the lives of me and you. Transformations and manifestations that are going to be good for me and you. That's if we let God do what he wants to do for me and you. Let's let God be the God who he is. Let's cooperate with the God who wants to cause transformation to manifestation to happen in the lives of his. Let's let God cause transformation to manifestation in the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 
1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every child of God ought to say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he sow reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to all of us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, or even sending financial support to us, we know that God's going to do what he said in his word that he was going to do. That is, make sure that you reap what you sow. So, we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being the blessings that you've been to all of us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we're in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.